to the Life Behind Bars podcast with your host out of Toronto, Canada, Joe Hall. Amateur motocross and Harley stunt rider bringing you behind the scenes of the number one Canadian bike life podcast. Talking all things bike life, Harley stunt riding, events, rallies, interviews, relationships, and so much more. So grab some gears. We're going for a ride. Welcome so, back to another episode of the Life Behind Bars podcast. Um, episode eight for us today. Uh, we've got some special guests here with us. Cam from Black Ridge Harley Davidson and Shane from where? Black Forest Customs. Black Forest right? Customs. Yeah, right on, man. Um, why don't you guys, uh, Cam, why don't you give you a little introduction of... Uh, what you're currently doing in the scene and where you're working and what's up, what bike you ride. All right, boys, appreciate you having me, first of all. Uh, I ride a 2006 uh, Harley Street Glide and basically got her all done up to the way that it fits me and what I like to do, and that's everybody's got their own preference. But, yeah, I'm at uh, Blackbridge Harley-Davidson, uh, master tech there, live wire trained as well. Enjoy my job every day, love my job every day, good group of people. Sure, gotta sure. love what you do, right? So, absolutely, yeah, yeah man. So, how long have you been at Blackridge? Uh, I've been there, it'll be 15 years coming up, okay? So, 14 Sweet. years and uh, still rocking strong, right? On, and you just started your little side gig, yeah. I just started with the uh, Black Forest Customs. I'm getting uh, I got all the branding, everything boosted up. I got my Instagram account now, nice buddy. Uh, worked on the logo myself, I'm pretty proud of it. Or yeah. not currently open but we're getting there and getting prepared just so we can take on Harleys and sport bikes and everything that we can do to that. Being our, our roadside mechanic for next season oh, which yeah. is going to be oh, super yeah. badass. Yeah. Is there, buddy? yeah, no, I'm stoked on that. So how to winterize your Harley Davidson properly? Do you have uh, some tips and tricks or some necessary things that someone should do? Uh, first of all, a stabilizer for the fuel, obviously. Uh, second of all, if it's in a cold concrete floor or something, put it on some carpet, put it on some foam, put it on something, keep, keep the tires off the cold, cold concrete. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Um, if it's outside in a shed or something cold like that, in the winter, just leave it. Don't right. go out and start it, fire it up, let it run, you know, while you're barbecuing or something, then go shut it off and then let it sit and then it gets cold again. So you, yeah. you put condensation in the motor and stuff and then it sits out there and then it freezes, not freezes, but then it's internal. Yeah, it can cause internal problems that can rust, down the road. Not, yeah. kind of junk, right? But mm -hmm. um, other than that, uh, yeah, just uh, take the battery out if you want. Again, if it's outside, put it in the house, keep it in the house if you can on a tender, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, put it away clean, get it out. And you guys offer winterization at Blackridge, do you not? Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. So we actually store the bikes too for uh, fee, obviously, uh, yeah. with an oil change, without an oil change. Uh, if we're doing work over a certain amount, um, there are deals for winter storage uh, discounts as well if you're doing over a certain amount. Um, just try to get them in. we got about 150 bikes up there right now. So. Sick. Normally, always taken pretty quick. So yeah. if you do want to get in, phone calls uh, early. Yeah, get on, it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. get on it. Right. So yeah. limited space, but great place. It's safe. It's upstairs. You know, they get tucked away and not move nothing. So yeah. pretty, uh, pretty good location. Yeah. Absolutely. And I like. I know for me personally, like I do a lot of my own maintenance, well, or try to at least uh, oil changes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I kind of run into the the issue of. Or, or I guess question of like when I should bring 
when is a necessary time or when should you bring your bike into the dealership for a service that is crucial that you don't want to take on by yourself or you don't have the experience level of you know taking the even taking the primary casing off stuff like that right yeah. um, so what would be a, a like would it be like a 50,000 kilometer service or again it's all gonna depend who's riding it how you're right. riding it you know yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah having a little fun off-road a little bit of farmland and that kind of stuff there's a rubber mounts obviously you're probably your major yeah. but you're yeah. checking that every service so yeah on the minor ones you're, you're catching all the minor stuff um, and on the major stuff, you're looking at the minor stuff all along to see how it's progressing with that rider. Right. Oh, for sure. Right. So if, again, if you're doing the wheelies, you're doing all that stuff while well, we're looking at other. Yeah. We're looking yeah. at other yeah. stuff than yeah. uh, the average guy who's uh, lucky if he sees 4,000 RPM, right? So yeah. No, for totally sure. Totally. In my industry, anyways, oh. different with everybody else too. Oh, with sports sure. bikes and stuff. Yeah, too, sports bikes so. are crazy. But yeah, uh, you're you're looking every 8,000 k. You're doing. Not major stuff, but critical fasteners, and again, motor mounts and stuff. Right. Getting that stuff to get to, even just a clutch adjustment on some of the bikes, like to have the yeah. proper tool to do that locking nut and stuff, and mm -hmm. not round it off. So when it comes into an actual Harley dealer, I got a problem. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. But the major services, yeah, you're probably eighty thousand K is your big one. You're into neck bearings, fork fluid. Um, like that's a, a little yeah. bit more of a major five, six, seven, eight hour jobs with the with the other service. Yeah. Um, but eighty thousand K is your biggest one. Um, if it was me, I would cut that in half and try and do your eighty thousand K at forty thousand K. You might not need the neck bearings, but the fork oil and stuff for sure. Oh, no, yeah. No, no, no. You just just prevent. Because I took my bike in to get realigned just because the front end was making all this crazy head noise and I didn't know what was and that's something that I just didn't want to get into because taking that whole front end apart and the bearings and everything. Oh, there's, just there's, not there's definite special tools that you would need yep. for, for Harley and then like Harley Davidson as I know has uh, has a whole like has a whole case of these special tools that are on hand ready to go. Yes. Right. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of tools. Just, oh, for sure. Just, and every year you get them from Harley. Right. Yeah. So it's an essential kit that they send you that does everything with the new models. So any connectors and pins and you get all that stuff. Um, live wire, I got a 10 foot long pole with a big hook on it to get me off the bike. It <laughs> never happens. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like yeah. It's, it's a serious monster, right? Yeah. So, no. But there's Crazy. precautions if they fall and, you know, stuff like that too. So. Everybody's safety's first at the dealership, 100%. So. Every time. Two wheels, right? That's the main concern, right? Absolutely. You don't have four wheels in a cage to protect you. Absolutely. Maintenance is key on bikes. I would and love to get on the live wire because I watched Long Way Up, and it's just this whole, like, you've obviously, it's playing in the front of the dealership, but yeah. um, definitely if you haven't checked it out, watch it. It's a sick show um, about these two guys that drive from southern point of Argentina all the way up to L.A., um, on live wires and uh, it's, was me. it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I know, right? <laughs> I wish. Um, no, but I just thought it was crazy seeing these bikes like handle and perform the way that they did through the, the different terrain. It was it was pretty sweet, and I think like interesting to see kind of where everything's going. But have you ridden the bike? Life wire itself. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a monster. It's a monster. Yeah. It's instant throttle response. It, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, it's just as soon as you hit that throttle, it's on/off switch, and yeah. it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, depending where you live and how you ride, you can set the widgets and make different uh, uh, 
stages, like you got your sport mode and economy mode and road mode and rain mode, right? Wow, so really different choices for different, when you're out, rain mode would take that throttle response away. Right. Okay. So it's not all there immediately. It, it's a more slow, you could go full throttle, it's a more slow, yeah, 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 it's just it's a monster, right? So <laughs> it takes your stomach, you go over a hill just a little bit, and you crack it at the right point, and you feel your stomach go <laughs> up, and your body's going down just like a roller coaster, man. And it's you got to wear a full face because I yell in it, right? Yeah, so much fun. Yeah, So, quick question for you about the live wire is that um, how long do you think you would get off of a battery charge? That's a like a big question that a lot of people ask. Yeah, how long can you ride for? Full charge, riding sport mode, riding in, not yeah. not just not cruising yeah, in yeah. sport mode. You're giving her. You're probably you're probably 160 to 180 ish yeah. k. Okay, that's and that that would be either again constant highway or bombing through the city. It's sort of light to light is two different right. kind of things. So because you got your regen right, so it's yeah regenerizing, it's recharging. Okay. Yeah, um, and you can set that whether you're in a city and make your own custom widgets, which is what you want to do. Um, and then it's basically you could come up to a light in the city and you don't even have to really touch the brake um, until you want to physically stop the bike one foot from the line, like actually stop. Right. It's still gotcha. rolling, just barely rolling, but that's all it'll do until you physically stop it. Gotcha. Um, whereas if you're on the highway, you don't want that or you want that, it's basically like downshifting almost three gears and dumping the clutch out. Like it's a it's a serious off. Uh, no okay. clutch just, just no grab shifting, it. no nothing. It's wow. just on off, on yeah. off, on off. <laughs> <on. laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's basically what it is and it's a and it don't matter if you're doing 150, 160 and you roll on it, it's the same as almost yeah. as if you're at 80k. As long as you're moving, it's all the same, but it's yeah. just like, like, hold on. It's, yeah, don't be sitting straight up on you. Yeah. Let yeah. it go the first time, right? So, oh, for sure. <laughs> and then your bag, like you're riding a bagger, what, what year is your bike again? 06. 06. Sick. And then you did cams to it and everything? Cams, oh. barrels, pistons, heads, bars, cables. Thunderheaders, true rules. Yeah, that back tire definitely cracks. I remember when we when we when me and Cam first met, we I was met him at the dealership. We went out for a ride to shoot some content photos and like he'd get on this thing and just ka, 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 ka. <laughs> <laughs> first day I heard a thunderheader, man. That's yeah. it. I knew that's what I wanted, right? As soon as I heard one go by a younger guy. And would you like is that you wouldn't consider your bagger a performance bagger or would you? Um, I still would. Yeah, like, uh, for sure, I'll, right? I'll take a one a one fourteen with the torque cam in it'll take me. Yeah. Just yeah. start pulling away from me. So I'm okay with keeping up with a I can take a one fourteen stock. Yeah. Right or slip ons or stage one. Like I can still pull away. But as soon as they add the cam to the one fourteen, the one oh sevens I'll leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. But yeah, yeah the, the stock uh, for the stage two is basically gets me. Right. Like, yeah, I do consider it for sure. Yeah. Like, I'll pull beside guys and they're still cranking it, trying to get yeah. more throttle, and I'm still pulling away. And yeah. they got newer shit, and they're going, what the fuck? <laughs> what am I going to do to, you know, first of all, make mine sound like that? Second of all, like, get more horsepower. Well, you got to spend money. Yeah. It's, there's packages, there's deals. Exactly. And where do you like the power? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the key. I got I to gotta pick your brain for motor. But yeah, no, I love it. It's. Uh, uh, suspensions uh, upgraded to the actual CBO Harley rear suspension, so, right, which is an upgrade from the air shocks I was on it, and that's night and day difference too. Yeah, so yeah. Suspension's key. Um, 
that, that was, I guess, that was a perfect lead into the next question because yeah, yeah. we wanted to know, like, kind of the, I get the, well, even personally, I get the question all the time, like, oh, what's your bike setup? What risers? Oh, you can't wheelie a stock bike. What's the first thing you could do to, to pop a wheelie? And first of all, you can't wheelie a stock bike, 100%. Absolutely. Um, if there's something that someone would buy for their Harley Davidson that would give them, you know, a for sure noticeable difference and also be a performance mod, would you go suspension, engine, seat, bars, riser, what, what would kind of make the difference for someone, what's the biggest bang for your buck? Definitely got to get it out of the California emissions. Yeah. So the stock setup. Yeah. At least get it out of that. Yeah. Um, after that, if you're just going light to light and you like the wheelies and you're yeah. not worried about highway, I'd be looking at pulleys. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Be changing up that combination. Yeah. Um, you're going to lose top end or you're going to lose bottom end, one or the so, other. So depending how you're riding, again, personal preference on yeah. who's riding that bike. But um, stage one for sure. Um, after that, if you're gonna go, either go big or go home. Yeah, yeah. yeah Don't yeah, go into it three times, you know, yeah. save for two winters and then let's do it. Well, yeah. even putting the you race know. tech springs in my front end, like I noticed like right away, like it, just the handling on it was unbelievable. So I was, I almost leaned towards telling people sus suspension because. Suspension is key even on sport bikes. Well, after stage one, but because yeah. intake, exhaust, you know, what, yeah. but suspension for handling purposes, yeah. I mean, that's the best couple thousand bucks out of respect and you got to build it up so if you're just doing the stage one now you can do this suspension but if you do the stage one first you get the motor you get used to it then you do the suspension then you get used to that pushing it a little harder with the stage one right then you go to the big motor oh, yeah. and then your suspension either you upgrade or you leave the same stuff but at least you did your uh, in order yeah right? we did it in order so you got used to everything and then it's brakes as soon as you go to the monster motor okay you need brakes now we gotta stop this thing yeah yeah exactly right? so people don't think about that either and no, the big fat pigs man take, right? take a yeah. lot to stop these things right so. say it's, i'd say at that level definitely brakes are number one yeah especially with uh, the roads that we choose to ride on right? yeah and well, the gonna say like we'll go ahead oh, i was just gonna ask like what would you think would be a great uh, brake setup for when you start getting into that level of upgrades? Uh, there's, again, there's pros and cons to each one. Um, are you doing pads in the parking lot? Are you doing, you know, are you taking a cow? What kind of tools you want to carry with you? Um, I don't have a personal preference yeah. on one. Um, anything I don't want to say anything's better than stock, but if you're going to bigger rotors, you're going from smaller to bigger rotors. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, you want to get some better stuff too. Uh, no, that's that's cool. No. Yeah. And then Laguna Seca, just because we were talking about performance beggars, what did you watch the race? I did. See yeah. It, yeah. What did you think? Uh, it's a whole new ball game, boys. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole new ball game, right? It's oh, going right. all touring stuff, and you know these guys are walking that down the. Because we yeah. saw Dinas come from California and the whole Dinas scene and whatever coming over like five years ago. And then now it's kind of just, well, Canada's always like one or two years behind the States. So oh, for sure. five years ago, the Dinas scene was huge. Now the Dinas scene is becoming huge in Canada. Yep. And I think, what, next, I think even next year and the following year, performance baggers are going to kind of take over. Yeah, take over. Because yeah. even my buddy, uh, you know, he's got a, he's got a pretty sweet looking bagger and he's put, oh, it's almost an $80,000 bike. Like it's just, Carbon fiber front rear suspension, yeah. like I mean, the location kits up the up the yin yang. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Things yeah. just gnarly to look at. Like you walk in, you don't even want to breathe them. 
this bike. It's, yep. And he's sitting there ripping it pretty hard, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, we did about an $80,000 one this year, too. Yeah. A little bit, a little more, but yeah, it was a carbon fiber wheels. Yeah. It, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. Next yeah. Style yeah. Everything's done. Right? So those baggers, they would have been close to 100 grand, oh, like the, 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 the like Gunnar Sager bikes? Yeah. Well, you got to think like if they're definitely pushing it on the track. Like I, I ride track personally on my R6. And yep. Yeah. Like the amount of stuff that you got to put in to make it a track ready yep. for a, a super sport that's stock. It's yeah. it's insane. <clears throat> you're spending like if you want only suspension, you're looking at five thousand dollars. You know, for a proper setup, and then that's also dialing it in and getting a specialist to come in and deal with that. Yeah. So like this corner and this corner, everything's just copacetic. As you're riding, everything sticks. You're good to go to hit. 68 degree lean angles with these new capabilities it's absolutely insane so like bringing it back to what you guys are talking about is uh with the track ready harley davidson's and indians like in my head it's just next level like these yeah. guys are yeah these guys are ripping this track pretty good for a big bagger you know yeah well, and see with me riding a bagger too i'm right i whip i get around pretty good i you know i know the limits of it and stuff but yeah moving forward it's just like oh what i could do with you know yeah. Something like one of those. I know, right? Like, it'd be insane, man. But. I know, it's everyone's dream. My dream. I think I'm going to pull the trigger on a bagger this year. We'll see how it goes. But Laguna Seca race was sweet. But do you, I, I find that it's like a niche market, too. Like, not everyone can afford to get into the customer performance bagger scene yeah. because it's astronomically expensive. So, yep. um, it's a tough one for sure. I think it'll take a little bit of time to actually, until you see. Every meet you go, you see a performance bagger, right? Oh, for sure. Um, like you see diamonds now. Well, but it's going to be, I think it's going to personally come down to like, you know, <coughs> just like as, yeah, as you were saying, Cam, is like it's just upgrades. And when you start doing stage one and stage two, this is all going to be incrementally. Like based on the fact, it's not whether you can afford it or not, it's how much money you want to invest in your bike. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. And then people like start liking their bikes, especially with Harleys more, because there's a huge dynamic for the culture of yeah. Harley Davidson. Right? Yeah. And then when you start getting in there and you start going to these meets and you start seeing guys with risers and you know carbon fiber fenders, you're like, all right, how hard am I going to work for that fender? You know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. how hard am I going to work for that you know stage four upgrade and get yeah. as much as I can out of that motor? And then you start, and then it starts becoming a black hole that you just love. For sure. And, and the bike's great. just the down payment. Oh, oh, yeah. It's everything else after that. That's like, from what I hear. Yeah, that's the classic Harley statement. <laughs> your purchase is your down payment to the rest of your motorcycle. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then I'm so gonna have a question for you um, about. So for me, like I would always my 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 mechanic growing up racing motocross always used to. He used to get so pissed at us when we would bring our bikes into the shop with mud on them or, or bring them in not to standard before he wrenched on them. So I guess, I don't know if that's, obviously you're not bringing in bikes that are caked in mud, but is there something that, you know, gets under your skin or, 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 or something that a customer could do when they're bringing in their bike or? Um, I guess if you're Biggest not, pet peeve, I guess. If you're not good at electrical or you don't have the proper removal tool to take the pins out do not touch please them. don't touch them yeah <laughs> come by the tool like oh, that's a, i got a wiring problem right okay well yeah and then you go in and yeah none, nothing's making contact anymore and you got now you got four problems i'm looking for instead of one right right because you took two whatever you took ones out that you want whatever yeah right? and but that's the biggest it's they're so they're so touchy 
Even if you break one little pin and they have like a holder inside the connector that holds the pin, like yeah. it just know, sends you down a rabbit hole. Oh, and like, like for the mechanic, you got to think is like you're going to be actually spending extra money if you do this at home and have no idea about electrical. Yeah. Like you know, saying what Cam said is it's it's a huge problem because then we're looking at hours of diagnostic to try to figure out a problem which you might have messed with. And then my biggest pet peeve is if you don't tell the service writer about exactly what you did in that process and just coming in there's a problem, okay, perfect. But if you cause that problem and then you bring that up to the service writer, it'll save you money down the road and the technician can definitely get that dealt with. with Instead of hoping that they, that they didn't think it was you doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it puts me in at least a spot where he was. Exactly. Yeah. At least if I can go look at where you were yeah. and make sure that's okay, now I can start going chasing what I think's the problem. Right. Exactly. But even knowing when it happens, is the bike hot? Is it cold? Is it coming up to a light? Is it like you could have a hole in your uh, uh, gas pump line right. inside the tank, right? Does it do it on a full tank, half tank, empty tank? Yeah. I can go right to the problem. It's, you yeah. know, like it's, there's certain, you got to bring it in with information. Yeah. yeah. Don't bring it in, oh, I got an oily. Yeah. Okay. Well, it gives us nothing. You know, front, back, is it in the garage at the front of the bike, back, like just somewhere, not that I can't find the oil leak, yeah, yeah, yeah. but half the time it's either an air filter or something that's dripping down and across and over and runs down that, oh, it's on the left side, okay, so you check that out and, you know, yeah, some yeah, of the yeah. information doesn't always work either, but. I'm going to get you a scooch actually, because uh, I think you're blocking, you know, that thing might be blocking you a bit, but oh, that's cool. no, it's all good. Um, and so, then, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Oh, I was like, Cam, what do you think about Taurus products? <laughs> we talked about this already. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, service manuals, your best way to go. My <laughs> service manual, biggest thing for me is if you come into the shop and I'm working on your bike, you know, and you're coming in, like, I think it's the guys that loom over you. That's my biggest pet peeve. Yep. It's like they're sitting there looking out the window. I got to do my job. I'm sitting there and you got to trust your mechanics. Like, you know, a lot of people don't trust mechanics, but yeah. when it comes to bike, my passion is bikes, personally. Right. Yeah. I really give a shit about the people that are sitting on these motorcycles because you're on two wheels. Safety's a big concern as you brought up earlier, Cam. Yep. Um, and I need 100% focus on your motorcycle when it's up on my bench. And if you're sitting there asking me questions yep. or you know trying to figure out what I'm doing, I can answer all these questions later yep. after I'm done working on your motorcycle. But as I got your motorcycle on the bench, let me do my thing. Yep. Trust that I have the capabilities and I went to school for this stuff yep. and that we can move on, get your bike working properly in a lot of time. And it's also a time waster. Yep. Like if you agree or not. hundred percent. Yeah. And for me, it's a lot of honesty too, right? So yeah. I built up my clientele too by just being honest, man. They bring in their bike, they say, here, this is for the service. And no, we don't, I don't call them. Yeah. We yeah. don't call them. If Cam's got it on his bench and it needs pads, put the pads on. Yeah. If it needs this or you see that, mm -hmm. replace it. Yeah. Like, I don't want to come back again in a week and order this and do that and do that. Oh, no, yeah. man, I'm here right now. If I gave you the bike for the day, they're busy too. Yeah. So, Great. So let's just bring it in. Bang, 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 bang. Get it out. He picks it up. He's good for another six months. Exactly. Or yeah. three months or again, depending who it is. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to come back in 500 kilometers or 1,000K for brake pads. 100%. Yeah, exactly. Right? I know you're going riding. Like, and, yeah. then, and then that's also why we recommend stuff coming from the shop, right? It's like, we're not trying to gouge people we're just saying i like in my recommendations i try to give people like this is cosmetic stuff this is stuff that's going to be dealt with that could be dealt with at a later date and For this sure. is absolutely right now this yep. needs to be done because i've had customers that 
you know, they look at me and they're saying straight up, they're like, hey man, why do I need to do that? And I'm like, well, you're sitting at 5% brake life and right. you're going to gouge your rotors out like mm -hmm. in the next couple hundred K yeah. and, you know, I'd rather you do it now so you're safe down the line, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. And that's, uh, I think that's one of my biggest pet peeves is like some people just don't trust us. Right. Uh, to uh, tell them exactly what's wrong. Yeah, yeah. And again, like you said, there's certain things you have to do now. Yeah. Hey, man, we can wait till the winter. You got a gasket leak, rocker gasket leak, something, you know, keep riding. I don't want your bike down. If something else is broken in there or yeah. something, you know, it's good to find it too. But, yeah. you know, hey, man, ride it till the winter if it's not making any stupid yeah. worse noises or anything like that. Or, hey, man, ride it till the winter. And 100%. And we're trying to no save you money. Because if you don't yeah. listen to what we're saying and your bike breaks down, then you keep looking at it, especially with Harleys. You know, you're going out and spending $34,000 on a brand new road bike and we tell you, hey man, this could yeah. potentially F up. Uh, and then you don't rectify that issue. Well, then you're looking at, let's say, five grand instead of the $500 you could have paid to yeah. us to fix it. 100%. Yeah. Um, what, what, what's been your coolest experience at, at work, working for Harley Davidson? Working for Harley, like at the dealership or? Yeah, like well at the dealership or something or? that it's that it's given you or, or an experience that you've had through working with Harley, like that, that's that's been awesome. The best thing I like is the, the going to the school and actually meeting another probably 15 to 60 other techs from all over the states, Canada. Right. Um, like just to bounce sh shit off and shoot yeah, the shit. Small, and shit right? Just yeah. like we're yeah. doing right now and like stuff I wouldn't have thought of like on the M8s down in Florida and stuff. They have the auto hole that'll melt into the intake manifold. Right. Really? And it throws everything off and it runs like shit. And they had a huge problem trying to find this, but ooh, well, I wouldn't have been looking for a melted hole in a, in a manifold. Like, right. Not, like, not that it happens all the time, but sitting in yeah. traffic down there mm -hmm. certain circumstances. You know what I mean? Like, but I wouldn't have been looking yeah, yeah, for yeah, a yeah. melted hole in yeah. the plastic. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have even thought about that. I would have chased that too for a while. But so now, if I have a problem, hey man, all oh, right, I'm in Florida all, all winter yeah. or whatever. And again, it might not get quite that hot there at that point. But just something to, hey man, take a quick peek just around and just yeah. two second look. Yeah, exactly. everything looks okay. I don't see any holes. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah know, no, and, sure. and that's why the stage four is a great upgrade too, because you go into the um, uh, metal manifold instead of having the uh, plastic manifold. Oh, okay. So, okay, okay. So if you're, out, if, you're, if, you're, if you're on an M8, consider stage four. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's great. Go, go big or go home. Right? That's, yeah. it, that's it. So, that's awesome. Not that I, I have never seen it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. the cool shit. Like, yeah, you get to meet those guys and hear it's stuff like little like tips, that. And, little tips and tricks that we all feed each yeah. other, right? And that's especially with the yeah. motorcycle industry. Like even in the sport bike industry, my boss is a legend, and I'm not even going to bring up his name because he is that legend status. And <laughs> that's cool. Like I've been in situations where I went to go diagnose something. He comes over, he's like, "What are you looking at?" And I'm like, "Dude, I'm looking at this. This is the problem." He's like, "It's on the opposite side of the bike. Does a quick little hand magic wand thing." Things fixed. Right, and I'm right. like sitting there with like you know looking at it like what the heck just happened. That's experience too. Oh yeah, that right? comes like with years, just years of. Road. But you're willing to learn that, so he's willing to teach it. Well, the point yeah, is, is getting him back to the bench so I can actually learn it yep. like, before he jumps on another bike, right? right. And then yeah. It's just uh, yeah, it's 30 years and and my six years experience, and that's what I strive to do in my industry. Right? And, and you love what you do, so oh, that well, knowledge you, you take that knowledge on, right? And that's yeah. the every day's a learning. Yeah, that's why I like going into every day's a new. What's, yeah, oh, what's sure. gonna happen today? Yeah. What's gonna? What do you gotta find today? And it's it's always a, it's not a repetitive job really. Oh, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the best part of it. <coughs> every day.
And when we went down to Daytona, uh, you know, I'd, I'd never thought about it before because I'd never, I'd been on a sport bike my whole life and I'd never, you know, got the luxury of going on a long ass ride and being comfortable. So having Harley for the first time, we just boogied down and we were doing two, three, sometimes six hour rides and like, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we had to think about bringing a patch kit, bringing, you know, maybe a portable inf tire inflator, you know, just yeah. knickknacks that you would think about. So is there something that you would kind of recommend A, B, C, and D to have or to think about taking with you when you're doing a longer road trip on the bike? Uh, again, for me, it would be a first aid kit of some kind. Something you could stitch up, something yeah. you could, yeah. you know what I, yeah, yeah, you got yeah. the room, like well, that sure. would be, uh, again, hitting yeah, a gas a lot, you know, when you're going to run out of gas, you don't know when you're going to need like, fuck it, 12 mil, I'm going to use a maybe a machete work, <laughs> you know, amazing. just for, uh, but yeah, any kind of, um, think about the most uh, common bolts or nuts on your bike. Yeah. Um, that would be probably one or two, three sockets, yeah. or maybe one wrench with those sockets. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything yeah. to get at something like fuse panels, or like if you don't know your bike very well, you right. need a Phillips head just to get the cover off. Exactly. Um, yeah. You can try with a dime all day or something, you know. Well, Phillips heads are uh, Phillips heads a good one because you just take your battery box cover just to jump the bike. You're gonna need a Phillips, right? And yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, just yeah. looking at your bike, and yeah. blood, you know, yeah. if you don't have that, yeah, then you're ripping it off. You're breaking something. Oh, yeah. It's coming yeah. off, 100%. right? But yeah, interesting. interesting. Um, so, quick question for you on that note is like, if I was setting up for a ride to let's say go to BC or go to Cali, what would you say to bring, or what would you say to do to your bike? before I actually go on this trip. So I'm a I'm a huge backrest fan. You've seen the backrest yeah. on my bike. Yeah, um, that thing is sick, dude. <laughs> it's, a, it's a recliner, you can lean underneath, grab it, you can actually yeah. recline it back. So if you're on the highway, you can sit straight up for oh, another awesome. one and it's right there. Yeah. Um, and it tilts actually on an axis too. So you can actually stretch right backwards. Oh, nice. Some of the other ones are locked right in spot, locked yeah. in the seat. Yeah. Some of them do flex, but the reclinable's nice, it's all cable driven. Yeah. Um, one hundred percent. If you don't have a bag behind you or something you're leaning against, progress for sure. You can throw that up on the highway bag, so cruise control on, lean back on that, with the hands behind the head, and just for an hour. Yeah, and, that's and just and, um, well, so like like in reverse, like the basic maintenance. Like if I was to go on a trip and come into Harley Davidson, yep. what would I need to do that bike to make it prep ready so it can last two thousand? What would you go over, kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if you're riding, like it depends. So let's say tires are half worn. Yeah. You're going to ride from here to BC. Mm -hmm. yeah. So unless you want to do your tires in BC before you come back, yeah. or somewhere along the way, let's do them now. You can go there and back and still be on the same tires. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to go to a different dealership and have different work done, and which is perfectly fine, but yeah. we can do it here right now and yeah. get it out and you work on your trip and you're good to go. Yeah. Right. So. And again, I can tell if I've worked on a bike that comes back, it's all any season. So there's stuff where yeah. I put stuff, I can tell when it comes from somewhere else that yeah. has never been pulled, or yeah, I can yeah, tell how yeah. long it's been since it's been at a Harley dealership. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. 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 The horn mount bolts are backing out and stuff, like just yeah. so we're not tight anymore, or not, yeah. like there are certain 
certain six. weeks is to go right off the bat and you can tell, okay, it's been five, six. Yeah. So, yeah. so you say to her, we're going to make you all good again. We're good. We'll treat you. Give her a little here, tap right? and, yeah, you know, she's awesome. good to go, right? Go soft. Yeah, for sure. Definitely uh, tires, pads. Yeah, tires if, the, if, the, if the tires are brand new, mm -hmm. uh, let's do the pads brand new. Then you don't have to do the pads halfway. You don't have yeah, to do yeah. it. I'm not trying to up, so I'll just. Yeah, you, no, do you want to stop? You're going to do fluids. You're going to do yeah, oil change. Sure. You're going to yeah. do. So you're going to be there anyways, but let's get the majority and get you safe and get you on. Exactly. Get so you on. have no worries on this trip. As and far as those go, no. Yeah. Right on. And especially like as you go back to the main point or what you were saying before about critical fasteners is that I've no. Like I'm a sport bike guy, but I've heard a lot about the you know the bolts backing off just because of the amount of torque and you know everything in the Harley. So yep. that would be also a good thing to look over too, right? Hundred percent. It's just the simple like if you're gonna do that cross country, take it to a Harley dealer. Yeah. Even if you pay them an hour. That's yeah. Right. So to spend an hour on my bike and just like you check the spokes, you check like if it's a spoke bike, obviously you put all that new shit off. You can check everything too while it's off. Like you're doing more than just the tire. Yeah, right. Similar. And if you run over something on the way, at least you got some tread. Hopefully, it doesn't go through the tire. You got nothing on there. It's through it. But and, and what would you consider that? Is that uh, like because we have an 18 point inspection? So what would that be considered in Harley terms? In an hour? Well, like I know that there's this like an 18 point inspection that has all encompassing, or we do that anyway. I don't know about the Harley Davidson. Yeah, we get like a check sheet with each surface. Yeah. That the customer gets back to uh, see what we've actually checked. Oh, perfect. Um, Normally we go a little bit over and above that yeah. um, to do other stuff and make extra notes on other things we've checked. Uh, right. Just simple stuff, uh, but at least the customer knows that's all been done. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, critical fasteners are huge, man. Like it's yeah, big, yeah that's like, yeah. Big. You don't want motor falling out. Right? And it depends again too who's riding it. The guy got apes on it. Like I've had handlebars come straight down while somebody's pushing a bike. Right. So yeah. You know, it's hey man, like yeah. train tracks or something or yeah. whatever you stand up a bit. Yeah. And the bars come back. Well, hey man, we better get in there, right? Hundred percent. But and then I guess we'll get into some questions uh, from some uh, viewers. Now that we, they have the luxury of asking a Harley Tech without coming into the shop and bugging you. <laughs> um, but no, how to maximize stage one performance? Uh, this is from GTA Motorcycles. To maximize stage yeah. one, so again, depending if you're in warranty, out of warranty, uh, definitely the, the dyno tune after is your okay, is your 100%. Yeah, um, if you don't, you, you, you only get so much out of the can, yeah, or, or stage one, sorry, you only get so much out of the exhaust and the air filter, but right. the actual uh tune on it is where you take it to the max. We'll take a pause here for one sec, air cooled, liquid cooled, yeah, two different. Two totally different, uh, it's always exciting on lifeline bars. Ran out of battery, it's all good. Oh, <laughs> all right. Um, let's get back to the questions here. We so, stage one. Stage one. Definitely uh, dino time so, or, or tuning. Cool. Tuning after install. For cool. Sure, 100%. And then, um, sorry, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm going to try and Sorry to cut you off. Um, so, again, uh, this one's from. Uh, Blover81, um, what's the best bang for your buck, 96 and 103 power upgrade? Uh, get, again, depending on budget, but I would be doing uh, at least a mid, like I only have a mid game in mind too with high compression distance and heads, but yeah. um, cam upgrade for sure, and then uh, 
again, depending how much money you want to spend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but budget's a huge thing, but right. if you can do a, a 259 cam or something like that. Cool. Definitely a nice uh, hopper. Depends when you want the power again. Right. They're all different. So. Right. Uh, from Slick Glide, what do you think about the performance bagger scene? You've kind of kind of covered that, I would say, or unless you have any more comments. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's coming in hot. This one's from the Moto Photo. Uh, 2010 Road Glide. When I turn my bike off, there's a clunk sound when it cuts out, question mark. Yeah, so I'd be going to be a compensator 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. See your local uh, Black Ridge Harley Davidson tech for that one. <laughs> Heard it before. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, uh, favorite coffee shop in Toronto from the Natos underscore Moto. Favorite coffee shop? I'm a Timmy's fan because all I drink yeah. is black. Yeah. 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 I used to have like black and all the way, but I can work for Ice Caps, you know. Yeah. This is from a stunt buddy of mine in Barry. One up Mike, one up underscore Mike. Common problems with the 88, and what are the best mods for that motor? Oh, uh, 88, again, that's what I'm running. They're, they're pretty bulletproof. The trannies are pretty bulletproof. Yeah. Um, again, other than seeing cam failure, like bearing failures and uh, oil pumps and that kind of stuff, I've upgraded everything online. so. If something happens, you're going in, just upgrade it to the newer stuff that works on the 88. Yeah. Um, as far as, I don't have anything 100% specific with that. I've seen a little bit of everything. So it's, the cranks are a little bit better, a little, uh, again, you're getting into mileage, so pistons are wearing down, you're getting pistons slap, the cylinders are worn, the valve guide seals are leaking. Yeah. I don't have an exact particular one that I could nail, like, Right, 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 right. Um, a little bit of everything that way, but. Um, and then the next one's from Slave to the Trade, Andrew Davidson out in Quebec. He's a stunt rider for Forever North Crew. He was wondering your thoughts on the M8 motor. Um, I'm a fan of it. Those heads, yeah. are, those heads are flowing 200% more air because the, the valves are actually separate. There's okay. not one where all the air has to go in and around the valve to get into the combustion. Yeah. It's just going right into it. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, just and you've seen what the aftermarket's doing with it now yeah. in the power. So Harley's on the game as far as that goes. Yeah. It's just and then everybody takes it to a whole another level too, right? Right. And that's just time and dedication and trying stuff and pushing the limits. And that's you gotta push the limits or yes. you fucking end up the bottom of the barrel. Right? Hundred percent. Okay. Um, and then uh, yeah, that well that pretty much wraps up customer questions. Uh, do you have anything that you want to ask? Cam personally? Yeah, like I, I'm looking at a uh, 2006 and like just bare bones, we're looking at doing a, an uh, epic stunt job kind of thing. And I guess that brings us back to what would be the prime, like say if I'm just starting out on stunting, what would you think the first thing I should do? Like for um, stunt related. Or maybe I should be asking you. From a technical standpoint, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that was a elite there. I'm not sure which setup you have. Those are the elites, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that's probably the first place I would go just to have. Are they portal leaders? Yeah, right. And again, are you trying to do wheelies or are you just doing drifts or what do you. I was thinking about a little bit of both. I'm up in the air right now. 
I'm in the same boat you are, man. I want to yeah. do the same thing. Just oh, to have a monster, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Our cane job. We're talking. Yeah. Oh, we're doing some crazy ass mini grenades on it, Vance and Hines. So love that fight. Nice. We'll see how that looks. Yeah. Nice. Obviously, get the fuel pack. I got a Arlene Ness, uh, Arlene Ness beveled air filter that I'm really enjoying right now. It's got like foam accents on the outside of it. Really nice. It's probably got like a five kind of spoke deal going on. Sick. Pretty sweet. And then uh, I know there's a paint job, paint shop up in uh, Alberta right now that is really doing some heavy stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to be sending it up to them or at least looking at the pricing and see what nice. how they can work with this, especially in our COVID time, right? There's cool. one uh, uh, chassis which will stop some of that wobble and stuff that you can put underneath uh, okay. to the oil pan itself, but it's actually, uh, it's not hard mounted. Yeah. It's actually uh, like a polyurethane wrap that goes around. It's a company called Smooth Rider, I think. Okay. okay. Um, just for me, I like it because it's not physically mounted. It can still move back and forth and, and do what it wants. Right. But sideways, it's a 10,000 shim on each side oh, wow. when you put it together. Epic. And then you pull that out after and it actually floats in there. So it, it is a pretty neat. I have it on mine. It took about, I'm going to say, 40% to 60% of that. Wow. So I, again, with the mouse, you get into swing arm bushings and the motor mount in the front. And, oh, here we go. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, for, yeah. That would be something I would 100% recommend. Or links back there somewhere for... For me, it's seat. Seat? Yeah, seat. seat. Huh? Like, if you, get it, if, you, if you get it up, then staying on the bike is... <laughs> so like once you get like having that seat like lock you in like I'm running a saddle in on mine but yeah. I mean Lucky Dave's like any name right, I agree with you. I'm yeah. name not sure. name brand specific so um, I mean Salomon you guys want to hook me up yeah so keeping your mouth right here there what's it called track ride yeah track yeah, yeah the track or die yeah yeah, or, like, yeah. it's a track or track die, or die yeah, case sorry, saver man. yeah and awesome. uh, no actually you know what that that I would say if you're if you're especially if you're learning to wheelie too and you're banging that front end that's down all the time, yeah. that's number one before yeah, seat because like I snapped I snapped the, the fins that attach to the motor mount, I snapped them right off the casing. Yeah. Um, just from banging it down too hard. And I was on a low rider with a short travel, so I was I was when I came down and it came down hard. Um, so uh, that was that was number one for me and I've been running that for Almost all summer and banging the shit out of it, and so far so good. Not no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no so far so good. There is a motor mount company too for the fact that you'd have to look it up. I don't know the name off the top of my head, but they do. Big Bear Choppers, I think. A larger bolt. Yeah, they. That, was yeah, it Big Bear. Big yeah. Bear, and they make they also make the mount like the actual motor mount too. Yeah, so I would be doing it. It's reinforced, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah so you, you go front way back. Or more I mean, you, it's it's it's. I went with that option because it's. It's a cheaper option. It's a hundred dollar, hundred and fifty dollar option. By the time you get it across from the border, hit Canada, it's like two hundred bucks, but completely worth it. Big Bear Chopper, six hundred front and rear. So you're over a thousand bucks, twelve hundred bucks US. I mean, if you're, but if that's your own stunt bike and your only bike and you're going to be on that for ten years, banging the shit out of it, fucking yeah, roll for it, man. Yeah. Like that's good rider, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah straight up, right? Yeah. 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 And then another question that a lot of people seem to be asking is uh, from our conversations prior is tire compounds for stunting. Like, what would you recommend, like you know, for a basic setup? Because I know that a lot of people are switching up from Dunlop to Shinko yep. to Shinko, and like you know, some at the front. Yep. Whatever. What would you say is the 
kind of like ideal, I guess, if, say for wheelies, for instance, what would you put on on your, your bike for tires? Stickiest bump out would be Shinko, no? Yeah. Yeah, I would say Shinko. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen them doing it with everything, it's just uh, the tire pressure is a little different. Yeah, you got to drop. Like, what's the, the, the stock tires? Uh, 402? Uh, in the rear, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's, you know, I drop from what should actually what does what should stock tire pressure be 30 uh, running these guys i think they recommend 36 36 so i dropped mine to 25 20. Okay. so just to get it up like with a with a half used tire like if you got full tread and you just slap that thing on you'll probably be all right but after you start getting down a little bit and you get that first layer off you're mm -hmm. fucking it's gonna it's gonna be sliding all over the place yeah, so at a stock tire pressure and again, it depends. If you're only riding in a parking lot mostly, then you can do this tire. If you're still going highway bombing and you still want some mileage, then yeah. you might want to go with this tire a little more, right? So yeah. it depends if you got two bikes, one bike. Well, you know, we all can't afford eight thousand dollars. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. My last question is: Is it for all the guys who are aspiring, you know, mechanics, techs out there? Is there any big piece of advice that you would give them in their careers, or something that? You know, it was a lesson learned for you that that's uh, uh yeah, straight up. I, I can answer this one straight up. It's yeah, like, uh, you know, like uh, coming into it, and I'm still sitting as an apprentice right now. Yeah, I got one more year in January, I finish up my journeyments. Uh, it's been a long process, and finding the right shop is key. Guys that you vibe with, you know, like that can get you on that level where you understand the motorcycle. It's going to be very difficult because yeah. of the learning curve, depending on if you up with it or you didn't yeah um, my best advice is just if this is your passion and you want to do it and it's something you like try to find the niche that you want to go to first and that's where you should do your apprenticeship is if you're looking at building custom Harleys and you're going into that kind of scene and that's what you're into hit up those guys start putting your name out there uh, you know get to know the right people and uh, learn from the guys that know Right. Or if you want to go into track riding, you know, like if you want to learn how to be a track side mechanic uh, for sport bikes, that was the guys you should be hitting up. It shouldn't be like, you know, all over the place and uh, not learning what you want to go into. And on the Harley side of things, is that pretty much in line with what yeah, Shane was I saying? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Get to the right place, get in. Fabricating is a whole other level. You got to have exactly. those tools to be able to do that. You know what I mean? So there's uh, two different. Uh, the Harley yeah, world, yeah. the Harley shop, we can do this, this, and this, but we're not cutting frames, we're not doing yeah. this, we're not, you know what I mean? So that's a whole nother, you know, yeah. welding, jigging, doing all that stuff, that's a whole nother world, but yeah. um, a guy getting into the industry and wants to be the apprentice, uh, wherever you go, just show you want to work, man. So yeah. Don't just be there for free knowledge and then you're gone in two years or something like that. Like, I don't want to train somebody that's going to take my stuff somewhere else. Or right, right. Say, all that stuff, hey man, are you in it or are you not in it? Yeah, no, are, are you on time at work? Are the oil jugs filled? You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, you gotta show me that you want to be here first, and then yeah. once you show me that, now I'll give you a little bit. So right. keep, keep showing me you want to be here, I'll give you some more. Keep showing me, man, I'll give you some more. Right? Yeah, and then I think the best piece of advice I could say for a furniture or for a furnace going in keep your fucking bake clean. It's <laughs> the fucking worst thing. Like, I am OCD as fuck when it comes to my bench. I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, like tools are lined up, yep. everything's out of fucking place, 
everything's perfect. And I'm wiping down after every freaking bike I work on. Yeah. I even sometimes clean the customer's bikes just slightly because I'm OCD about that shit. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and then I look beside me and another tech sitting there and fucking, it's a shit show. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sweeping up the floors on mine. It's just unprofessional. Uh, put in what you want to get out of this industry. Yeah. Be clean. Be on point, especially with Harleys, I can say that for sure. The paint jobs alone are worth a hell of a lot more money than you want to break. So, yeah. you know, you don't want to be scratching anything. Just do your due diligence. Take your fucking time. Yeah. Learn what you got to learn. Ask questions. I see a lot of apprentices come in, and I'm still one, but there's a lot of guys that just come in fresh. They're scared to ask the questions that they need to uh, do because of intimidation. These guys know what they're talking about. These guys are more than willing to come in and help you out. And if you're stuck on something, don't be afraid to go look in the manuals. Manuals, your number one friend as a person. It's like buy one. Yeah, buy one. Cam's biggest thing. Buy a fucking manual. Put it on the back of the toilet, man. I guarantee you'll read it. Yeah, no, 100%. Percent. Just leave it there. You'll read it. I guarantee. Well, so. you got to put down your fucking smartphone first, dude. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Right? <laughs> but uh, well, anyway, I, I I really appreciate you giving us the time to, to come on because I know you got a busy ass schedule and, and it's huge. I know hearing from a from a Harley Tech, it, it's it's you know you guys are always kind of stuck in the in the back and it's nice for you know yeah, people to see you and. Hear, hear from me personally, and I'm just super stoked you came on. So yeah, thanks a lot, brother. Appreciate that. And uh, just wanted to shout out Shane. Thanks, man, for coming on. It was a huge help. And um, last but not least, our sponsors. So Crooked Clubhouse. This episode is brought to you by Crooked Clubhouse, uh, Monster Energy, um, and Ill Green Goose. Thank you guys so much. Uh, again, this wouldn't be possible without you. And big shout out to Blackridge for you know having Cam come on. And uh, if you guys are ever Looking for a good spot to take your uh, Harley-Davidson, I would highly recommend it. And uh, no, super solid dealership and, and a badass looking dealership too. I don't know if you've ever been, but no, it's I'm, fucking... After, the, after talking with Cam, and this is the first time I met him, definitely would be going over yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, we make it a family environment, right? Awesome. So it's all, about, yeah. it's all about Harley, it's not about anything else. Right? No, so perfect. it's, uh, it's the kind of people you want to... 100% beat riding early some stuff. So exactly. Take care of you, come see us. And if anyone has any follow-up questions, definitely, uh, you know, drop them in the comments below and uh, I'll try and get them answered for you if I hit up Cam later on. He's uh, one of the sickest guys and you're always open yeah, to yeah. stuff. So appreciate uh, really appreciate that. And yeah, guys, hopefully uh, you like the episode and we'll catch you again uh, on the Life Buying Bars podcast. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as I saw it flashing, I was like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. You just like run it, run it, run it, run it, dude. That's perfect, wow. man. Sweet, man. Yo, that was killer, guys. Like.